Welcome to the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast with psychologist Dr. Doreen Downing. Listen in as Doreen interviews people who felt they didn't have a voice or who suffered extreme speaking anxiety. You'll hear stories about how they struggled to speak up, what they did to find their authentic voice, and the confidence they now feel to speak up and make an impact. If you want to get started right away to find your voice, download Doreen's free 7-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. And now, here is Doreen. Hi, I'm Doreen Downing, and this is the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast series. And I have developed this podcast series for people who have, like me, had problems with speaking up, finding their voice. Like sometimes it's in early childhood that we feel like we aren't uh, given the opportunity to speak up. Maybe we were neglected. Maybe we were put down. Somehow early on in life, We didn't really believe in ourselves. So that's why as we become adults, we find it more and more difficult to take a stand, speak up and actually share our gifts. And today I am inviting um, my friend, Ronnie Joy Krasner, and I'll, I'll say a few things about her. She's a beautiful soul coach and she works with transformation. And let me read what I have about her to introduce you to her. Ronnie Joy Krasner is a transformational coach, speaker and author. Clients refer to Ronnie Joy as their go-to for dating, relationships, and life transitions. She uses her formal training and the trauma and the life challenges she has experienced to become the coach, healer, spiritual mentor, and hospice volunteer that she is today. Ronnie Joy developed practical tools to successfully call in her amazing, amazing second husband, Jack. (laughs) Uh, She provides coaching for all midlife women on their emotional, physical, and spiritual life journeys to help them find what, (laughs) what they never lost. Oh, this is wonderful to have you today, Ronnie. I am so thrilled to be here, Doreen. Thank you for the invitation. Yes, yes, yes. It's uh, an opportunity to look at ourselves more deeply. And just because uh, we had a, a situation in our lives where we felt like we couldn't really express ourselves, that's where I like to start is what is your understanding of Uh, the sense that you had that you didn't have a voice? That's a great question, Doreen. And as an adult, I could look back and see how it all occurred. While it was happening, I didn't realize that this shy, depressed kid that I was um, didn't have a voice. And it started at a really young age. I was really a very naturally curious child and my parents didn't really want to answer my questions. And um, there was a lot of uh, arguments in my household. There were six of us in a very small house. And if I ever got into an argument with my parents, they really shut me down. They didn't want to hear what I had to say. They'd be yelling at me. I tried to open my mouth and explain or whatever it is I wanted to say. They wouldn't hear of it. I would march into our one bathroom and close the door. That was the only place to get privacy and look in the mirror and cry. 
And Doreen, I eventually looked in the mirror and said all the things that I wanted to say, but I couldn't because they didn't want to hear me. And that gave me an opportunity over time because it had that lasted a long time to become very clear and concise with my message. Uh, I didn't realize that at the time, but looking back, I know that's the tools that helped me as an adult. Wow, the actual kind of sense that you weren't seen, you weren't heard. In fact, you were actually, um, your voice was suppressed, oppressed, right? Exactly. And you, it, isn't it amazing that we have resilience and that you found something like uh, a reflector because early on that's what parents are supposed to do well supposed to but to mirror back to us our our specialness our you know the whole idea of we're open our arms up and say hey world here I am and parents go yay that's a developmental phase where we learn to feel that the world is safe and welcoming to us and it feels like when parents go um you know, when there's there's not that kind of beautiful embrace of our spirits, ooh, then then we have to pull ourselves back in because the only world we know then is is the one that uh, is surrounding us, and that's usually early environments with parents. Anything? Exactly, Doreen, and you stated that so beautifully. Uh huh. And so with the the shutting down, I get. Right. The shutting down, whether mm -hmm. like you don't know what you're saying. What are some of the things that they might have said to you? At the time when there was an argument or just in general? Yeah. yeah. Orange, either one. Just like what were some I, of the voices? Yeah, it, it wasn't very pretty. Um, for a smart girl, you're really stupid. And if you think you're so smart, you're only book smart. Things like that. Um, they were very critical. And I remember one time as a teenager, really being upset with them. And I swore. And my father honed in on the swearing and totally ignored my message of what I was trying to say. And so again, it's like reflect, you know, just deflecting what I was saying and just focused on swearing and didn't hear what I said. Mm -hmm. So that was the type of thing that was happening. Um, and when I mentioned before, shy, depressed child, that was really the truth. And I, I believe that um, not hearing or seeing or wanting to know what I had to say was a total reflection of that. Um, as I grew older and I was in high school, uh, we moved to a, a new town and I started a new school and I had this oral book report to do. And I really practiced a lot for it. But when I got up in front of the class, I choked. I, I just stammered and, and couldn't remember, and I was flustered. And when I looked at the kids that were looking at me, I saw pity in their eyes. I was mortified. So that's one example of, of, of growing up. Um, but then it continued into my adult, young adult years. Yes, uh, I, I understand that that moment is, yeah, it's not like major trauma, but to a little brain that is, starting to <laughs> learn how the world is receiving or not to have uh, to look out and feel like you failed or feel like you've uh, not been able to 
stand up in a way that um, is positive for you. So you're right. I think that those moments, and I'm really glad you're sharing some of the details because that's what I think listeners are relating to. It's like, oh, yes, I've been told that I'm book smart. And that doesn't amount to much, you know? So these details feel like a really important. So I appreciate you pointing to some of those and then that classroom of oh, so many people have classroom experiences right because exactly. yeah that's that's an audience a classroom is an audience plus you have an authority figure usually a teacher right right and right. so you're you're sh- you're feeling embarrassed and shamed because of the surround the kids but the teacher you know it's like you didn't please you didn't get the grade <laughs> exactly exactly right And if I may share again, in my um, young adult years, I got married at a young age, like with my first, my first marriage. And we were both working and I was sick. This happened on more than one occasion. And I'd say to my husband, would you please call in sick for me? And he'd say, Ronnie, you have to do it. I mean, that's how terrified I was of picking up a phone and making that phone call. And I did it. It was not comfortable, but I did it. And my goodness, looking back at that, Doreen, what has transpired since? I feel like I feel like I've lived lifetimes within one lifetime. That's what it feels like to me because I'm not that person anymore. But looking back, I can remember it well. Yeah, I remember having uh, such fear that I wouldn't go to a store and return something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really? Sure, I get it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sounds similar. Oh my gosh! Well, this uh, this technique that you found it feels like it could be useful for so many people to be able to look in the mirror, and oftentimes it seems like what people do is look in the mirror and see the negative. And it sounds like somehow you you saw something else. I think as an adult, I saw something else at the time. It was just frustration and anger and angst. Um, What eventually did happen was I went into therapy. So God bless you, Doreen, being a therapist. And that really made a difference. I really worked hard on myself. My children were young. And then I got, um, I think it was divine intervention. I was told by a couple of friends of a program that they took when they were in college called the Silva Method of Mind Development and Stress Control. And I took the program and, oh my goodness, I just loved it. And I had eventually worked with the uh, director in Connecticut because that's where I lived at the time. And over time, because of the therapy and Silva Method tools and techniques, I found my voice in a way, it's like the, the... Floodgates were open. I found my voice. I mean, people that I used to see in my past that would talk to me saw a new person. They were shocked how much I would talk. And it was very freeing and very wonderful. And I would say the the blessing and the silver lining in my childhood was truly going to that mirror and, and, and honing my message and being clear and concise. Because what transpired over time was for me to become a confident woman who had a clear message to give. And, um, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. Uh-huh. Yeah, what I get is that in the mirror, you were telling the truth. This is how I feel. You know, I am 
And you could not do that in the environment that uh, of the yeah. parents. But you you found a channel where there was truth, and you saw it. It's just amazing. I've never heard of this uh, technique <laughs> of uh, of uh, really facing yourself and facing the truth of yourself. And then later on, the the Silva method. Uh, so, what's what would you say is specifically? Yeah, I know therapy is about an inner journey and discovering and going through blocks. But with the uh, Silva method, what would you say was most how? How did that help you most around finding your voice? I would say it's the tools and techniques I use to this very day. And there's a, a, a one technique of if you have a challenge or you have a goal in mind, it's a, it's an envisioning technique. It's a kind of being in a meditative state. I actually do it even in a non-meditative state if, if, if I choose to. And it's um, considering the challenge or the problem or the goal that you have in mind and in your mind's eye, over on your right-hand side, we call it the mental screen, seeing, seeing what is the challenge, what's going on here? And then we put an X over it you know, in our mind. And in the left side of our, of our mind, what we're envisioning is what is the end result? What do we want to see? I'll tell you, Doreen, just like today, I envisioned that we would have a wonderful conversation and um, I wouldn't say too many ums and I would be eloquent and get my point across and everything that I've wanted it to be. So it's something like that, seeing the end result in mind and not even knowing and trusting in God or universe or spirit, whatever one wants to call it, that that process from getting from the challenge to the goal, it's like t turning it over to spirit and knowing that it's going to take place and not having to figure out how it's going to happen just knowing that the end result will happen and does happen and is happening. Oh, that's so beautiful. And it goes along with the whole idea of what you focus on is what you create. You know, one of the uh, wisdoms that we all uh, have come to know, really. Sure, like setting an intention. Yes. Same thing. And I like what you said is it's not, you know, you don't have to break it down into goals. I mean, you might if you, I mean, you know, the first step, second step, third step. To me, that's a, to me, that's a little too structured. I like this whole idea of visioning and trusting that uh, with the, like you said, the intention, you will move yourself towards that because that's where the energy is going. Exactly. And trusting. That, yeah. that end result will take place. Right. Well, this is this is uh, wonderful to hear early trauma that, uh, and then how even in the midst of trauma, you were able to find a way to speak, maybe not to the world or to the parents, but to yourself. And that's what I really feel <laughs> to the mirror. Exactly. And, then, exactly. and then to take on this whole personal growth which helped you tap into your own uh, beautiful spirit, and I, I get the thank you. I get the feel that you really are aligned now with that, and have a sense that your voice does matter. No, yeah, <laughs> so much so, Doreen, that uh, a number of years ago, I um, chose to become a radio host for Blog Talk Radio for about a year uh, with a program called Right on Time Dating. And that helped me grow as well, as you can imagine, kind of like what you do now. 
and interviewing different guests and having all my questions ready and uh, having conversations. And that really gave me a lot of confidence as well. Yeah, it's a platform, it sounds like, that you chose. And it's a place where you had an audience. And and then you were, it sounds like you were pretty well prepared. But I think that also just engaging with people, interacting with them is, I get that that's one of your joys and that you must bring that to your coaching. For sure. (laughs) Thank you for recognizing it. Yes, yes, I I certainly do. I love it. I love and it's relationships that I really love. Uh And yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to hear a little bit more about your current uh, you know, offerings. And you sounds like you are, uh, I the phrase I used or that you gave me was soul coach. And so I'd like to hear yes. a little bit more about what that means for you. Well, I became a certified soul coach and I've expanded my teachings to include The best I can put it right now, Doreen, is like I have one foot in the human realm and another foot in the spirit world. And I and I have practical tools, but I intertwine these tools with my spiritual beliefs. And to me, it brings me so much pleasure. And it's uh, for my clients as well. If if that even makes sense. Well, In a way, when you work with somebody and you have the sense of being in these two worlds, and so I I suppose that when you're working with somebody, you you feel like you tune into both. Is that it? That's true. That's true. And even when I um, give assignments or or give advice, coaching advice, uh, oftentimes it's, again, the practical tools I've learned in coaching and also tools that I've learned with soul coaching and my own beliefs, um, what talking about spirit or universe or turning it over to, to God or spirit or universe, whatever one wants to call um, our life force. And also, you know, I talk about raising our vibration and being a magnet. And to me, those are more spiritual terms than what you would hear in normal coaching. Yes. Well, the... You said something earlier that I'd like to ask about now about, you know, being young and looking at the mirror and finding uh, your message and clarifying it. What are what now would you say is your message? Oh, my message right now, if I had to just choose a message would be one of hope and trust, trusting that all is well in in spite of otherwise appearances in this world right now. We are exactly where we need to be. And it's a matter of feeling comfortable in one's own skin. And if we're not, then how do we get there? If we are having relationship issues with a family member or friend or coworker, if things aren't quite right, how do we get to that peaceful place? How, how do we communicate with that person so that they understand us? understand us how can we be clear in our message and loving and and i think that's a that's a a big word there to be loving in our message um there was a time in my life that i wasn't very loving i was told that when i argued i would hit below the belt i i had a lot of learning to do and so i've again lifetimes within within this lifetime i've 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 learned so much and i share it 
it does seem like you are quite open and uh, loving. And I think that anybody who would come to be uh, with you in terms of having you be their guide would feel like they're, um, you, it seems like you find value in people very easily. And that you, oh, I just realized it. you become the mirror for people, don't you? Absolutely, I do, I do. <laughs> and I've been through pain and triumph and I can help someone else with their pain to get to the other side, to, to be triumphant. Wonderful. Well, that's a, a good note to end on, but I want to make sure that if people are wanting to contact you, how do they do that? Uh, the best way right now, Doreen, is to email me at ronniejoy at ronniejoycoaching.com. And I'd love to hear from your listeners. And I actually have a free gift if they choose to contact me. I have an audio of a recording of a message that I gave called A Silver Lining. And it's about what to say and what not to say to a loved one who has been diagnosed with cancer. Oh, wow. So you gave a, a talk about what to say and what not to say to somebody. Are you saying to the person who's been diagnosed as, uh, with cancer? It would be helpful tips for if you have a loved one or someone in your life. Okay. If you, if you found out that um, uh-huh. another person in your life has been diagnosed, these are really wonderful, valuable tips of, again, what to say and what not to say. Sometimes people don't even know what to say. And sometimes they may not realize it, but they say the wrong things. And it's my take on it. I can't say that there is totally, I'm, I'm totally right. It's just my take on it. Having experienced cancer in my life and recognizing that, ouch, you know, when somebody said something to me, and I, I think this is a good message for people to, to have different tips. Um, when I gave this talk, it was to a group of people and they were very grateful for it because it was something that sometimes people struggle with. They don't even realize they're struggling with it and don't even realize that they're, you know, that they're not saying something or I don't want to even reach out to that person because I don't know what to say. Um, my feeling is that person in your life who has been diagnosed wants to hear from you, mm. really, really does want to hear from you. Mm. Wonderful. So that's a great resource then to... But first of all, they need to contact you, and that would be ronniejoycoaching.com. Right. right. Um, the email is ronniejoy at ronniejoycoaching.com. Uh-huh. So the website or the email. Wonderful. Right. Okay. What a pleasure. It feels like I um, really had the experience of having you be my mirror today <laughs> and have us be uh, seeing each other in a really deep and meaningful way. Thank you. I so appreciate you, Doreen. I do so much. And so I so thank you for having me on today. Thank you for being with us today for this episode of Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. Each person during interviews shares what has helped them find their voice. You can learn from these guests and find your voice so you can be confident to speak up and speak out. And remember to download Doreen's free seven-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll return next time. Until then, goodbye for now.